Hi. Welcome. Oh, that was very, that was very calm. Hi. Was it? Yeah. Oh. oh hi. 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 Welcome. Hi guys. How mm. are you? Just chill. It's a chill day with us here today. We were just talking about <sighs> 10 years together. 10 years. You've put up with me snoring while I sleep and- Not only snoring. <laughs> you mean how I get up in the middle of the night to sing songs for you? Yes, yeah, yes. of course. And yes. how I set midnight alarms. Linda set a, an alarm uh, a night ago. It was at 1223 uh, in the middle of the night. And, <laughs> and then she gets up said? to go pee. What you know how it? you could label um, yeah. your alarms? I always forget to relabel them because I just reuse it if it's the same time. Uh, this one said urine sample four. <laughs> urine sample four? I don't know. It was when we were doing a bunch of uh, tests. Oh, blood work and tests. And, and yeah. uh, I had to do a urine sample at, at certain times. Huh. And this one said urine sample four. Well, but did you end up realizing what did you set the alarm for? Was I, it meant to be at noon? Like it was probably meant to be a PM instead of AM. And I do this all the time. <laughs> Linda doesn't like to admit, but she is the one who will always set the wrong alarm. She'll sleep in. I, I mess up dates. Oh my gosh. The, the She's worst booked one, flights on the wrong day. Yeah, the worst one so far, I bought me and my friend Elton John tickets and I got them for the wrong day. So we missed them. Oh, I have another question. Um, I've <laughs> so never I been to the her. Elton John concert and you were taking a friend? We've been to one. No, we, we saw him perform at a, an awards event, yeah. but we didn't go to his actual or concert. Or at a charity event. Where you get to go, oh, it was a charity event, yeah, right? you weren't in town. Anyway, we, we missed it, so you and can you can. he's done. Now he'll us. never perform again. <laughs> no, I think he's still performing. Yeah. Yeah, but 10 years though, how do you feel about this? I, I want to dig in deep. Tell me yeah. all your thoughts about 10 years with Drew Scott. All right, here's Love a you. summary. <laughs> Could, can I start a new podcast to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> At home with no, Drew for 10 years. That's our new podcast name. It's, I feel like it's an experiment of um, time speeding up. It, it's a time warp experiment, that's for sure. Yeah, because when you look back or when you think back, it's certain moments and certain times they feel like, you know, things have slowed down a little bit, for the, but for the most part, it feels like it's flown by. It's flown by. Can you remember that very first moment you saw me? Yes. The gleam in your eye. Is it gleam? Is that the word? In my eyes the, or yeah. in yours? Oh, it's when you saw me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember. do remember. But you know what's weird? I remember the feeling and I remember the event, but I don't know if my memories, I mean, all memories are biased and skewed um, and made up to a certain extent or whatever. I don't know if my memory is just of the photos that exist or because I yeah. I know which photo was taken the With the night I met you. You and your sister, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see that's Isn't the that thing cuz we were we were reading a study um I have to look it back up where it was but it was all about how people think they remember something but it, it's something crazy like 50% of memories are actually skewed because you re, your your mind automatically tries to recreate and fill in the blanks of what you can't yeah. remember with things that it thinks it knows. So it'll take something from a photo, it'll take something from something somebody told you, and then it builds out this memory, yeah. which is only about fifty percent true. What else are we supposed to do? Like even Just if don't forget. It, even if it is based <laughs> on facts, like my visual memory of it is going to be different from yours, even though we were in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Right. Like, well, but, like but, I wish I could just print out 
what I see in my brain. But wouldn't it be funny? But that that's a part of this study as well, is that it's not true. What you are remembering, what you visually see in your head as the, the yeah. moment you remember it's seeing. It's completely made up. It's made up. And so, yeah, if we could do that, if we could print out what you remember and what I remember, it would be that a great be movie cool. to watch. Because I, then you see the two different, yours will be like rainbow colors and gumdrops for the, for the pavement. And mine will just be like sleek and stylish and functional routes to everything. Just because it's taking our personalities and taking them to an extreme. No? <laughs> She's confused. I don't know. But uh, all I know is we've had 10 great years together. Um, we, you know, this year celebrated our second anniversary, which was exciting. This is something I don't know if we've ever told anybody. I want to tell everybody about how we actually got married. So we got married mm. in Italy. Um, but that was the ceremony and fun and time party. with the party, the time with family and friends, eight days in or eight or 10 days in Puglia in Italy. But the actual wedding, the certified date was actually, we were filming in Nashville and we wanted to do something a little different. So we had- We also had like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, half an hour. Do you call them the justice of the peace? What do you call the person know, that came that to help? The official. person who came from- Efficient? The efficient. The, the person from the city who came to um, be our efficient, um, they came and stood at the edge of a hot tub. Linda and I were in a hot tub and we exchanged vows with our with burgers. With burgers we had instead burgers. of yeah. rings, yep. So that was it. We exchanged our uh, burgers. We got married in a hot tub. And we had onion rings, so there were still rings there. Oh yeah. And we got married in a hot tub. <laughs> so that was our, that's our goofy memory. And we did it on May the 4th because we wanted to make sure that- We would never we would forget it. Forget. Never <laughs> we forget. would always forget. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to make sure we'd never forget. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love every minute of every one of these days, 10 years. I, I honestly have a hard time remembering the days before we were married because- I'll think back to something we did before we were married. And in Insert my mind, in there. You're, you're there. Like Again, one of these trips to Europe, you memories. were there. I always think about the people in the background of photos. Mm -hmm. And I, I always wonder like what their lives are like, or like if we'll ever cross paths again and think like, we were in the same place at the same time at one point and we captured it on film and- yeah, I, I don't know. I so what, what really if, cool like at that. one of those moments, what if there's somebody else that was there that moment that you and I met? And what if I met someone else instead and then a whole different oh, path? I know. Yeah. It's like the You got really sliding. excited about something there. Um, I do remember talking to someone who is a couple who's married and they found out that they were in each other's photos like years before oh, they yeah. had met. Who was that? And, and they, they even had the photo. They had a yeah. photo and they looked back and they're like, hey, that you were there. so weird. Imagine going back through your old photos and not realizing from 10 years earlier that that was your wife in that photo with you. That's or, so bizarre. Yeah. And, and one thing that I also don't remember is, you know, our guest this week is Nick Vile and apparently him and I are related. Yeah, you don't remember being I don't in a remember room him, with him? No, all the old family photos, I don't remember <laughs> seeing him. But we have so many similarities. We even look the same. We're tall with the beard and I wasn't on The Bachelor and Bachelorette though. That was one difference, but. No. And I don't but, think I can handle but it. You guys are oddly similar in, in a similar. lot of ways. Yeah. Does that make you feel like you're back in like a twin zone because him and I keep doing like the, almost like yeah, that twin talk? Actually, you know what? This conversation, not that you guys were rude, but it did feel like I was uh, third wheeling. <laughs> <laughs> like you used to do when, when we were first dating and then it was Jonathan and me. Yeah, when he was third wheeling. <laughs> yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, Nick is such a passionate guy as well. And 
I mean, everything about him, I just love, he just, he speaks his mind and yeah. I think people gravitate towards him because of that. I'm very much the same way. Yeah. I think during the interview, I was a little quiet because I was really in my head thinking like, do I, like, do I feel comfortable speaking my mind to someone if I, you know, disagree with something? And I think I do if I'm close with that person, mm -hmm. if I feel safe doing so with that person. I think if you are not cautious, if it's somebody that you're not as close to, then it can just come across as you being uh, offensive um, and then they'll put their, their, their yeah. guard up. So that there's definitely a way to communicate. But I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of conflict just comes from miscommunication. Yeah. So it's a good and, tool to practice. And when I don't speak out about something with, with someone, if whatever it is, I think a lot of the times it's me just being unsure of my own opinion, thinking mm. like it, it wouldn't be valued if I brought it up. Yeah, I think the truth, in my opinion, the truth is always valuable because mm -hmm. then there's no but, questioning anything. But the truth is sometimes very subjective objective. Like just because you have an opinion on something doesn't mean it's the truth. Yeah. It's like you could have the best intention for someone, but it doesn't necessarily, it's not the only truth. That's true. I, I just, <laughs> I mean, I think honesty is a, yes, a great definitely. tool. Yeah. And a lot of times I think societally we um, are used to withholding certain things that feel like they could make conflict or make somebody upset. But in reality, that short-term upset can give them a, a long-term happiness. Yeah, anyway, we get into this more in our chat with Nick. Well, I think exactly. Why don't we bring everyone listening? And then fly between Nick and Drew. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should bring happiness to everyone and head into our conversation with Nick Vile. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not <laughs> mine. Help protect what matters most with all this plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love Bouncing off these walls Shining through the windows Reflecting like a rainbow That's where we belong Yeah, it feels like home Nick, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Good, good to, to see you. Good to talk to you virtually. Uh, yes. I feel like the at home with Drew and Linda really has become a very literal thing, you know. Where it's Everyone just, is now taking um, a lead from our podcast and staying and at home. staying at home. Yeah. Well, the people who are following the rules and able to. So what's your, what's your routine now? What's your new routine in isolation at home? Are you being lazy sleeping in, getting up early to jog on the spot? Uh, I'm trying to keep a level of normalcy. I mean, you know, for better or worse, before before quarantine hit, um, 
you know, being single and living alone, there wasn't a ton of different stuff. Um, so a lot of my routine kept stayed the same. You know, I'd wake up, you know, try to wake up early. I, I like to, you know, check up on some emails. I'll go to, you know, work out. Depending if I have to then travel or you know go to a meeting or um, you know to podcasting, and so that that's the biggest difference is I'm I'm not having to commute everywhere. So if, you know, as mm. you know, like living in LA, that it saves me a lot of time, I'm, and I actually become far more efficient uh, in that regard. I had a bit of a quarantine fatigue uh, a couple of weeks ago, where it was just like this the mundane of mundaneness of it all. Like I'm a creature of habit, so like it wasn't at first. I was like, I can do this. This is fine, but then you're really limiting. Uh, you know the, the the routines I had become even more confined and and, and closed off. So that that got a little exhausting. Uh, but other than that, doing okay. You know, yeah. um, still podcasting, still working. I'm very fortunate in that regard. That uh, nothing I was doing I couldn't do from home, and it's just lacking the um, inter- interpersonal connections that uh, I'm used to having. And that's yeah. why we're here to say hello. <laughs> To make sure you're yeah. not lonely because you're alone, li- living alone. Um, yeah. Has your schedule just been filled with Zooms and FaceTimes? And- Since you have 10 siblings yeah. and a big family. Yeah, 10 siblings. I, um, my family is on this kind of, well, as all, most families are, on this group chat uh, on text, which I truly despise and hate. I, don't, I hate group text. I'm with you. I, I don't enjoy them either. Linda's family has one and her friends have one, and I, I, I politely declined. Yeah, well, and then, you know, my family got, I can't, it's one of those things, I can't un- unsubscribe, right? Because you get a notification, and it's like, why is Nick, you know, of course, <laughs> why, why is it Nick in this group chat? But like 95% of the things they're talking about are things that relate to, you know, they're all living in Wisconsin, you know, they're all there. So it's like, are you guys coming over? What's going on? And it's like, I don't, so I just, I just ignore it, right? Because I just assume most of it's not pertinent to me. Uh, so then, like you know, I'll have my siblings or my parents will reach out to me on individual texts if if I need to know. But I mostly Facetime my my parents. Uh, my family hasn't done any family zooms, thank God, only because I've, <laughs> I'm a bit zoomed out. Uh, for a while, I was kind of surprising. I was getting these notifications from um, you know fans or, or people or you know if they had a birthday and. I've done a couple like drop bys into a Zoom to surprise some people, which has been kind of fun. I haven't done that in yeah. a while, but uh, that's good. I mean, you're reaching out to your audience, and it's sort of finding a way to connect. They're your community as well, so that's pretty great. Now, yeah. you, you you had said before that you do you get anxious, you have some anxiety at times, especially around health, your health. Now, has that affected you at all right now while you're in isolation? Um, Not regarding fear of catching COVID uh, or anything like that? Not really, actually. I mean, I th- at first, um, I found that my anxiety w- got uh, you know, better. And I, I couldn't understand. Well, it was like for the first few weeks of, of quarantine, uh, I actually thought about it. And I was just like, you know, I'm, why do I feel lex- less anxious than I usually mm-hmm. do? I just, I never, there were bouts of anxiety that I would have, you know, it'd come up. So it, it, I kind of thought to myself, well, I'm not having this anxiety and... Um, I realized I'm just not feeling FOMO uh, in the sense that um, so much of our society is, you know, obviously internet based. We have access to everyone and, and what they're doing. And, and people always like to highlight the fun that they want people to know they're having. 
And even though you're aware of that, it's, it's sometimes hard not to be like, oh, well, that looks like fun. Why am I not doing that? Or, or should I be doing this? Or everyone's mm. doing the same thing. You know, we're stuck inside. And if you're not doing that, then you probably should be. I'm a bit of a hypochondriac sometimes, but I actually thought I had. Uh, I, I was in New York right before it all broke. And I, I thought that I might have I've gotten coronavirus. Uh, I wasn't feeling too hot. It wasn't very severe, severe. My symptoms were primarily in my lungs. And it was early enough that the tests weren't readily available. So I thought, you know, who knows? I, 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 I seem to be uh, selective in what I, uh, I am prone to uh, be afraid of when it comes to my health. Catching colds and virus, I don't really get sick that much. But thankfully, it hasn't really gotten to me. But I'm, I'm just trying to do my part and be smart and... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. And I think the chance for us all to s- stay home and slow down lends to feeling better, less anxious. I know, you know, the news cycle and, and social media doesn't help with anxiety, but definitely for, for me, the chance to just be at home and be still has, has helped me feel better overall. Mm. Yeah, I, it's I, interesting you say that. I, I do feel like, you know, with every... You know, cause and effect, right? Uh, obviously, these are strange times. These are it's really unfortunate what's going on mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and that all stinks. But I'm curious to see how society adjusts. Uh, what will we learn from it? How will we improve? What are the things that we'll appreciate uh, maybe a little bit more? Um, and I do think kind of that slowing down and just you know trying to be more present might be hopefully a a positive uh, fallout from this. So when you're able to get out of the house and go back to a somewhat normal routine, what's your first sort of adventure, travel, getaway? What's the first thing you want to do? Go see family, uh, go isolate somewhere else on a vacation? What do you want to do? I mean, to be totally honest, the first thing I want to do when it's safe is is to go to Din Tai Fung and get uh, soup dumplings there. Um, Ooh. That sounds uh, really good. We're gonna steal your idea. It's my my it's my favorite. I before all this, I would go at least once, sometimes twice a week. It's really good, and you know, I'm you know trying to when I can, well, not when I can, but you know, I I like to cook, but I am trying to you know support local restaurants by postmating and grub hubbing mm-hmm. orders. But when it comes to soup dumplings, you you have to get like you that that's not a. Uh, order in type of food. It's just there's the no freshness. It's mm-hmm. not. There's no alternative, and I don't honestly know if they're doing it right now. Um, but uh, that will certainly be my first thing. And <laughs> okay. Just depending on how long this goes, I mean, it would be nice to see. I like to go home. I like to go home to Wisconsin for the Fourth of July. I don't think that's going to be mm-hmm. possible this year. But mm-hmm. I need to be honest. Be nice. I think I thought when you're talking about dumplings, I literally thought you were talking about traveling to Asia to go and have dumplings. <laughs> So you're talking no, about a I'm restaurant talking here Century in LA. City Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Close. I was like, nothing they, like they, the authentic dumplings when you well, travel overseas. Well, little, little, little information about Din Tai Fung is that the original one is in Hong Kong, and it is a Michelin star, oh, cool. uh, the one in Hong Kong. Um, oh, but uh, if you want to get super eat. authentic, you can fly to Hong Kong. But if I only take uh, takeout from a Michelin yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, uh, you can just go to Century City or uh, the Americana. They have yeah, we're gonna see if they um, if they're on Postmates. Deliver Postmates. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of slowing down, back up a bit. You have a uh, an essential oils company. Yeah, it's just over so in the, I, the background there. 
Mm. We oh, need nice. a little bit of detail because I, I she's the queen of essential oils. No, no, I'm not. I love it, but I need a lesson in it because I, <laughs> my sister got me a set once and I accidentally, uh, instead of, see, I don't even know the right terminology. Instead of just mm-hmm. using it as like aromatherapy, I put it in my tea <laughs> oh. and I felt so sick after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I can imagine, especially if you put like, a lot, um, <laughs> and especially, yeah, that that's probably not a, a great thing. Um, yeah, don't do that. So, was it your sister that got you into? Yeah, my being sister interested? Maria. She's a holistic nutritionist, and so, I mean, it was, you know, right after I first went on The Bachelor, and you know, again with my anxiety, I just was, you know, just always, I'm always looking for ways to manage it. It's not, uh, thankfully, not debilitating for the most part, but like it, it's not something I enjoy. So obviously exercise, eating right, you know, I try to have a kind of balanced routine with that. And so my sister suggested at one time, I, to me at first when I heard about it, it sounded a bit hocusy, pocusy kind of, you know, <laughs> what is this? But But my sister knows her stuff and I also do like kind of, non-evasive ways to try to help whatever ailment or health-wise that I can as opposed to medicating. Again, like I, I personally like to use it as a, a last resort. And so mm-hmm. I tried it and with some success, it just you know helped me relax from, like, from an aromatherapy standpoint, just kind of helped me focus on breathing. I mean, it does have properties to help you unwind and help relax. The essential oil industry kind of gets a bad rap in terms of information that's out there. Quite honestly, sometimes it's oversold. You know, there's some information out there that it seems to be you know, sometimes inaccurate. Like, I believe in essential oils. I think they'd be really beneficial. They're also not a cure-all for everything. Sometimes mm-hmm. people in essential oils will over-promise and kind of under-deliver on what essential oils can do for them. Uh, they can help relax you. You know, they can certainly help reduce headaches. Um, you know, they can help support your immune system, but... You know, for example, they're they're not a cure for anything. Uh, mm-hmm. They won't stop you from catching the flu or coronavirus, even if it's a, you know kind of thing. Like water also helps yeah. support your immune system. But if you drink a bunch <laughs> of water, you still you know run the risk of getting sick. Yeah, b- because know. a lot of that that industry is unregulated, and if, yeah, I like unregulated. That you are yeah. very. Well, you're very yeah. forward and upfront about um, you know the the pros of of what you can offer. I, I I agree with you when you look at these sort of multi tier companies that. There's a stigma around them, and there are a lot, a lot of these promises, and it's just sort of for the sale. Say whatever you got to say for the sale, and that ruins yeah. some of what it really, the it really are ruins it. it. Could yeah, be good. Yeah, we uh, we went through the process to get USDA organic certified. So when we say we're 100 percent organic, um, you 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 know, again, we're, you're not taking our word for it. We we have to go through these regulations, and we're not the only essential oil company out there, but we're one of the few that are USDA organic certified. And so we take a lot of pride in that, and yeah, it's it's been a great company. I'm doing it with my sister. It's What's been a lot of name? fun. Uh, Natural Habits, yeah. Natural Habits, Na- natu- great name. Natural Habits Essential Oils, uh, nhoils.com. You got to tell me um, this. What is what is your go to with your of all the different <clears throat> blends that you have for your essential oils? What is your go to? Mine is the release. It's um, yeah, it's the one for sleeping. I want to use for anxiety. Um, it's a uh, it's. Heavy in lavender, um, so it's a, a a blend of peppermint, clary sage, lavender, and grapefruit oil. And um, that's that's, yeah, that's my favorite. That's definitely our probably our, our number one seller. That and our center blend, which is more for it's for headaches, which is you know stronger in peppermint. 
uh, and it has some other properties, uh, uh, oils as well. But uh, those are our two best sellers. My, my favorite is the release. Well, my favorite is the release when I sleep, and I actually use it like in a roll on because we have more. We have a roll on and we have a pure diffuser. But I do like our rise actually in the, in the house. I probably, yeah. what it's, what's diffusing right now is rise. It's more of a citrusy, kind of a morning blend. So my, uh, my, our four blends are release, center, center, protect, and rise. And so, you know, we do obviously we're on Instagram and Facebook. And when we, Started the company, we put the products on Facebook. They rejected release and rise, and they claimed they had like sexual connotations to it. And it was like, <laughs> you guys are the pervs, Facebook. Like, I, I mean, it's like, I mean, I understand the joke, you know, I get it, but like, there's nothing else. This is an essential oil, right? So maybe they're thinking like yeah. sensual oh, yeah. oil. I don't, I don't know. I don't know like what essential person who makes oil. these. Who, who makes the determinations, like decided that uh, the release blend from uh, Natural Habits Essential Oils was somehow provocative and, and sexual yes. in nature. And it will get so. you to rise. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do have the sex symbol of the bachelor behind the product. So there's, there's, there's something sexy yeah, about that's, it. That's so. probably what they were doing. Like, oh, this, this fucking bachelor guy is selling, you know, <laughs> sex oil, of course. <laughs> So let's let's take a few minutes just to to talk about your shift from software to Bachelorette to Bachelorette sure. to Bachelor in Paradise to Bachelor and 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 that journey for you. Um, you so you were saying you were you were pretty well always single prior, or did you have long term relationships prior to being on the shows? No, in my twenties, I was kind of a serial monogamous. Is that serial dater? I had three serious relationships in my twenties. Um, so I was, you know, I was always a, a one woman guy. You know, uh, there were some, you know, few gaps in between in terms of those relationships, but not a ton. Um, and then I was uh, after that last relationship ended, I was single for about a year and a half before I think I went on the Bachelorette. Uh, so most of my twenties, I was always in a relationship, and and for the most of my thirties, other than TV, I've been uh, more or less single. You know, dating some great people here and there, but nothing in terms of uh, anything lasted lasting longer than a few months. Other yeah. than my relationship with Vanessa, that you know came from the show. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. Did you find being on those shows, has it affected your outlook on relationships or did it feel more like it was just for production? No, I mean, yeah, I've thought a lot about that. I, I think um, I think the experiences uh, that I had in the show might have played a role, but my experiences in relationships in life have, I think, played a bigger role. And that's not to say it's positive or negative. It's just, uh, as I, you know, as they get, I think as anyone gets older, they... They get more perspective. Um, the only downside of perspective is it sometimes almost dilutes 
the you know you you get less you get less naive, but sometimes there's a there's beauty in ignorance and and, and beauty in mm. being naive in terms of you're a little bit more free spirited. You kind of embrace the moment. You allow yourself to feel however you're feeling in that moment. Sometimes as a result of making foolish choices. I don't know, but. Uh, for me, I'm a heady person. I'm a very in my head in general, and I'm analytical. I break things down, and even I break things down for myself and the relationships I've had. And that's certainly helped me get over relationships. It certainly helped me avoid going down uh, rabbit holes of you know bad relationships. But it, the downside of that is it's made me almost too pragmatic when it comes to my uh, my my love life. It's mm. it's mm. I, I've become too um, less willing to just. You know, let's let's go with the flow. Yeah, see what um, happens. So, uh, you know, the sh- how I think how the show has impacted it is that I was kind of in batch donation, you know, pretty heavy, and so really hard. And part of it was in between for the first time you're experiencing the excitement for the first time of getting this attention and 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 meeting people um, because of the show, which is exciting. It's fun. It's also like. You don't really feel generally safe to really settle down, assuming like again you're meeting someone outside of that world. But you're taking a lot of risks, and I think as a result that made it harder for me to maybe settle down. But those were all kind of choices. And then I, you know, I moved to LA, and you know, I also was changing my life from a very kind of, you know, before I went on the show, I'm here, I am software sales, I'm working for this great company. Uh, career-wise, it was kind of this. Well, I have that handled. You know, maybe I'll get a promotion here or there, and and we'll. But uh, that was all kind of steady Eddie, and I, mm. you know, I mean, like the show is mm. a great way to meet someone. Probably not the most uh, efficient way, and it ha- it, it can work, but it it often doesn't, and that's that's not a, you know, that, that's just how the show goes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you find social media? I mean, you've you talked earlier a bit about like the culture of comparison on social media, Mm -hmm. how has that or does that affect your relationships and, or do you not let it get to you? Um, I think as you say, a lot of people just post their highlight reels, you know, maybe in an attempt to just share positive, positive moments, but, but there is value in, in being vulnerable as well. Um, I think there's also something very special about saving things for real life, you know, not posting everything on social media. Um, our rule is always if we're not doing it in real life, we're not going to do it. We're not going to share it on for social, social media. media. Yeah. yeah. Like it needs to be real life first. And then if we want to share it, it goes, you know, out there. But um, I think a lot of the times that that can get blurred. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I tried to, you know, same with you guys, be uh, authentic to myself. I mean, I don't put anything on social that I don't actually do or enjoy. Um, you know, I certainly like to goof around on my on my social and and um, show different sides of me. But that's essentially an authentic representation. As far as like just the internet in general, I think as far as interpersonal relationships, I think we've we've gotten worse at it as a result of. Social media, uh, mm. we rely on that too much. And when it comes to dating, it's it's great that dating apps exist, uh, or you can have access to literally anyone in the world. You can slide into their DMs, so to speak. With that comes this kind of overwhelming abundance of choice. Yeah. You know, I think back in the day, you'd meet someone, you'd fall in love, 
you know, now when, when, any, when a relationship faces the inevitable conflict, it's really easy to kind of see what else is out there and have yeah, access well, exactly. to what the see perception of what's out there more than is yeah. reality. And, you know. Do you find when you've met women after the shows, um, potentially someone to date, do you find that they feel that there is a perception of what they think you want to see? Maybe it was other women that were on The Bachelor um, and they, they tried to personify something that they think you would want. Do you ever see people almost faking certain aspects of their personality to try and appeal to you more? Um, or, uh, are you or talking about pretty... women from the show or anyone I meet? No, in general, like people who have watched, who know you from the show, people who have watched how the women interact with you on the show, and then in real life when you meet them, they try to put on a persona that they think you will like to be more appealing. Not, yeah, I mean a little bit, right? I mean, but not. A, I, I think, but I think it has more to do with obviously going on reality TV in general and specifically The Bachelor is a unique experience and one that if you haven't been on you're really and you're a fan you're really fascinated by it you know uh, even celebrities who uh, are fans of the show uh, are fascinated by the process other people you know like for example if I've dated them and they're in the public eye there's just not a lot of you you feel like they're just treating you like your friends and family from back home would treat you, um, and that's a comforting feeling. You feel like you can. You just want to be able to. I've always said like safety is a big part of dating for me, and that sounds almost like what, what kind of white male needs to worry about safety or whatever you know it's in terms of dating. But it's just the uh, safety of being yourself, safety mm-hmm. of. You know, telling jokes, telling uh, stories about your past, and not worry it's going to end up on some blog, <laughs> or, mm. or you know, and not that I'm that Im- irrelevant or important that it would, but you just you just want to know that you're going to have a level of privacy, and and sometimes that doesn't always happen, mm. and sometimes you just want to feel like, uh, and even if it has nothing to do with it getting out, but you just want to be able to tell them without feeling judgment. And sometimes that judgment really only comes from, again, a place of insecurity of saying, well, like, it's like someone will ask about the show while, all while saying they don't care. Then you talk about the show, you indulge their answers, and they're like, you only talk about the show. And it's just like, oh my God, <laughs> like, okay, I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want? That's all you, you know? ask about. I mean, even when I was the actual bachelor and that's kind of the height of my um, people recognizing me, eh, I just kind of did what I wanted to do. I was still never that big or that noticeable, and I don't know how you feel. Um, you know, being you know obviously very well known and having a lot of success. Like, have you had to change in terms of you still like go to Chipotle if you want a burrito? It's not like oh, I have to. Yeah. I can't possibly wait in line. I'm gonna be like harassed or anything like <laughs> no. that. Like, yeah, I just gotta do what I want to do. You know, it, you know. Sometimes it does make it hard when you're in public. Sometimes it makes it a little harder just for us to have our our own time with family uh, if people are continually coming up. But it's a part of the gig. I'm trying to imagine what the equivalent of me would be for like you going into a Lowe's or a Home Depot, or <laughs> it's just like because like that's <laughs> you know pe- people will come over, people will hear Jonathan or my voice from an aisle over, and they'll recognize us from our voice, and they run over to our aisle, yeah. and they'll have like a list swab their, their floor plans and yeah, yeah like like uh, floor samples and kitchen cabinet design, and they ask us to uh, to help. And again, we really appreciate that pe- that people are inspired in their homes by us, but um, it. Just changes. 
it, it changes uh, the dynamic of how we interact with people. It doesn't change us. I think we are still the same people we were growing up. And I really, I, I love that we've been able to stay the same and, and not change. I think our parents would kick our butts. I think to that point though, you guys talking about not, you know, needing to change yourself or yourselves. We need to credit the people around us who do ground us and do kick our asses if we, you know, if we are acting like jerks. Totally agree, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure your, your siblings and your family do the same for you. Uh, they de mm -hmm. definitely do. I've always been lucky, specifically my parents were, uh, like even in high school or, you know, when I ever had success or sports, uh, they were very quick to let me know if they thought I was um, letting it get to my head. So I always stay mm -hmm. very grounded. And I don't keep in touch with 10 people from high school, but I've still have two, two of my closest friends are, you know, my buddies from high school. And yeah, there's always a comfort level of you know giving each other shit and and you know checking each other, which is I, I that I do very much value that. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's one thing with our core group of friends that, I mean, at least I hope that they really appreciate. But uh, you know, some of them have told me they do. Is I, I'm the kind of person that I will always tell you what I think, yeah. whether it's going to be uncomfortable and you don't want to hear it or not. I always say what what I feel, and, and I am always very nervous. So when he's about <laughs> to do this. I get nervous because like, I don't want to ever offend anyone, but Drew is able to do so in a way that's very constructive and to the point. And I'm scared of people you know, getting mad at me or me sounding rude or mean, but I don't know. You're my, my way of doing it though, and the whole purpose is if I'm a true friend, if yeah. I truly want, if you want me to show how much I care for you, I'm not always just going to brush your ego by saying the positives. I'm totally. going to bring up things that, that can help you if you really take into consideration what I say. This could help you. I mean, in the past, I've, I've talked to, to friends about their relationships and what everybody else around them thinks about their um, significant other that nobody's saying. Well, I'll bring that up because sometimes people can be swept up in the emotions or the, the feeling of a new relationship that just isn't good for them or... I, um, I couldn't uh, couldn't agree more, and you know, the more we talk through, I think the more we realize that there's a lot of similarities in our in our personality. Because you know, when mm -hmm. you guys were talking about that dynamic, I'm like, yeah, I, I I couldn't relate more to to Drew's point of view, and I've certainly been around a lot of girlfriends or friends who have that same kind of like nervous smile that Linda gave. It was just like, oh my god, like I I know it's true, but are we really going to say this? Like, are we really going to yeah. put this out there? But, but isn't yes. that awkward? Isn't that weird in in society? To be honest, to, to be honest is awkward. That's so weird to me. Like I've always just yeah. believed, like if if everybody was more open and honest about things, I think a lot of conflict would be resolved because we're not just creating barriers. I, and, and I, I couldn't agree more. And it's like refreshing to hear you say that, but yeah, that's not it's not the norm, you know. But I am thankful for it. Uh, it's what's allowed me to have success on my podcast, specifically our Ask Nick episodes, where you know people do value that, and mm -hmm. you know they they know that I do that. I do that on my Instagram, and I've kind of uh, created this kind of brand around that, which is fun. But before that, it was just I was just the friend who would do that. Uh, so, so here's a question: as a friend that would do that. Tell tell us an awkward. What's one of the most awkward moments where you've done that to try and be helpful, and in the end you're like, oh god, that was awkward. Well, the never in the moment, but like one one of the probably the most well known is uh, on when my season of of, of paradise. Um, I don't know if, if you guys watch it, but there's dear friends of mine, Jared Haven and Ashley Iaconetti, uh, who are now married. Uh, but before this, this was a classic case of she's obsessed with him. He doesn't want to date her. They're friends. They've been very close friends forever. And uh, 
And it just got to the point where, like, even before the show, like, I would, you know, and I'm, I was good friends with both of them, and they were good friends as well. So it wasn't like I was taking sides, but mm-hmm. every time I would talk to Ashley, I'd just be like, you just gotta get over the fucking guy. Like, he's not gonna date you, you know? Like, just stop. And then it bled over. So they, you know, they go on Paradise, and it was a real, it wasn't like a, I mean, it was certainly a storyline, but it's also well known because, like, it was on the show where, I was just like, stop it. And there's a scene where I'm just like, he will never be with you. Stop it. Like you were like, and she's crying and she's like, but I want no. And I just kept interrupting. And like at the, in the time, you know, the, the, and keep in mind, this was like three seasons of Ashley doing this. So it, when this happens, you know, I got a lot of fanfare for like, finally someone like on yeah. the show because the uh, America is just like, oh my God. Well, fast forward, they're now married. They're wonderfully in love. And, and Jared came through and she's the exception, not the rule to like, he's just not a, that into you. But um, it was, I remember being mm-hmm. like, I mean, kind of there are cameras there. So it, it was awkward where it's just like, it, uh, honestly, like you never really know how things are going to be perceived once it's aired or how it's going to be aired. But I just remember like not caring and just like yelling at her. <laughs> and so here I yeah, am yelling yeah. at my friend, just like this guy will never date you. And I don't regret yeah. saying that. And you know, it's one of those things like sh- she needed to move on for Jared to realize what he lost. But it, she wasn't going to move on until she just accepted the reality of that situation. But you sounding like the way you you talk to friends and family and and even fans and how you're very honest. It's a new show. You need to pitch a new show called Welcome to My Clinic. And it's a, it's a therapy clinic and you give these great sessions to people. I'm going to produce this show. Okay, it's it's great, a thing. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll talk to you about it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I want- we, we, it's always fun talking to you, Drew, because the more we talk, it's just like I feel like, I mean, I, I don't have a twin. I know you do and I'm sure you feel definitely a connection with your brother, but I'm, I'm starting to like to think that maybe... Uh, I could be like a surrogate twin for you. Where I it's know just it's, like, it is really weird seeing um, y- you guys talk because there are so many similarities in in so habits. And does that mean though that some of your siblings I may have um, similarities to as well? No, what's, give me what's I, wild I, is I that have, um, I have four brothers. And we couldn't be more different. It's it's just like how are we even related? Like our personalities are so drastically different. I have one, for example. You know, I've always. Uh, I've always uh, just like my style. Like I've always been. I've I've been into fashion since I can remember. I've always been. I've had. I've always had a level of vanity. If I'm being totally so honest. So weird. Um, <laughs> I haven't walked past a mirror without you know checking out the mirror. Like I'm not. I'm not <laughs> proud of it. But like you know. But you're honest. I, I am. I am honest. And so I've. 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 Oh, I like. I. I don't know how to put on a pair of sweatpants without trying to make sure it's like. If I'm wearing sweatpants, I wear it with a purpose. Like I don't, like I, you know, I. Uh, oh my that's just God. who I am. We are the same person. We are yeah. clones. I, this is really I, uh, weird. I have a brother who's like a cop who like doesn't give a shit, and he wears like the cell phone case on his hip, and he wears like your cop glasses. I mean, he's a fashion mess, and I he doesn't give a shit how he looks. I mean, he just doesn't <laughs> care. It's just like out of his like brain capacity, even pro, and it's just like how are we related? I don't understand. So, uh, with your siblings growing up, what was the dynamic? You have ten siblings, so eleven of you guys in the house. What's the age range? Where do you fit in? And did any of your siblings sort of help? help guide you to who you are today? Uh, um, not really. <laughs> I'm, I'm the second <laughs> oldest. I'm the oldest boy. So I kind of, I'm, I'm an only, I'm a, I have 10 siblings, but I have the brain of an only child. Um, 
So it's, you know, again, I'm the oldest boy. So, um, and then I was, I had an older sister and I have two sisters younger than me. So for a big part of my like very young life, I was the only boy. So even though I was a million, mm. middle child, I, I, I never lacked attention. I don't think they necessarily played a role that way. Uh, I think maybe I played a more of an annoying role to my younger brothers because I was kind of a, you know, probably... Uh, trying to like teach him things, and I just they just got annoyed with me, you know. Just uh, uh, you know, I one criticism I always got from my brothers was they always wanted me to be more of a brother and a friend rather than like a dad. I love how closely you and I. There's so many things. Literally, we probably I, that makes me your older brother yeah. because uh, wait, how old are you now? Uh, Thirty nine. Oh yeah, I'm 42. So you know, I, I I'm now that uh, 2.0 father figure for you, and I probably <laughs> I mean, it's, shaped it's you into so everything. It's so bad that I'm in quarantine. I'm not I'm not seeing anyone, and I'll like put a t-shirt on and be like, nah, I'm gonna put a different one on. No, like, I don't like why. <laughs> That's true. You, know, you just gotta look good at home too. It's important. I just well, I just didn't you. feel right. You know. Thank you for giving us a few laughs and digging into your, your past, but um, also I'm looking forward to using uh, natural habits. Yeah, uh, like same. literally, Linda has her essential oils we use all the time, and I think this is gonna be I'll, great. Uh, to I'll, uh, I'll send you some out. as soon as we uh, get off this podcast, but uh, you'll have to let me know what you think. Um, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, man. And we'll all do dim sum really soon. Oh, God, I can't wait. Well, maybe not for three months now that they put yeah. out that. Yeah, but, uh, it's worth the wait. By year end, it will be really great. And. Uh, <laughs> If you've never had it? No. 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 Yeah. It's going to blow your mind. All right. All right. Something we will, to look we'll forward do this. to. Thanks again for taking time to chat, and we'll uh, see thanks, you soon. Thanks for having me, thanks guys. So Always much. great to talk to you guys. That was really fun chatting with Nick, the ex bachelor. The ex bachelor? Well, because he's no did longer. Did you ever the watch The Bachelor? I didn't. I've, I've maybe you seen. Did? No, I no, I didn't. Oh, okay. I, I've seen like maybe an episode or part of an episode here or there, but I yeah. never got addicted like you and your sisters. I wasn't addicted. I thought it was the bachelor you were addicted to. No. What were you addicted really? to? Really? I mean, I I think it's a fun show to watch. I never. I could never follow along. Hold on, you just gave me a look like. How dare you no. think I am addicted to the bachelor? No. Vanderpump Rules. Okay, I did watch that, uh-huh. and I did watch uh, Kardashians. <laughs> okay, so don't give me that look. <laughs> no, yeah. I I was like offended that you didn't know what shows I was obsessed with. <laughs> well, I I know that you know once you met your the dream of your life, the love of your life, there was no need to watch The Bachelor anymore. True, I have enough drama like in real life, right? <laughs> Ooh, Is that what you meant? <laughs> God, I'm gonna bring you more roses. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was it was funny though. Like uh, in chatting with Nick, there's so many things about him though that was like. That's me. Yeah, that is that weird when you meet someone you have so many similarities with. Like, do you feel a click? Like, you've kind of like, did you find your soulmate in Nick? <laughs> <laughs> in Nick, he's my my bromate. Um, when I was younger too, I was not confident like he is. Like, he's very uh-huh. confident. Um, I was very insecure around around women. So that took a lot of work for me to get past that. Um, and, and he was talking about his anxiety as well. I mm-hmm. never, I, I've never really experienced anxiety the same way that, you know, a lot of people we know have. And so, um, that's something that I can't relate to as much. Mm-hmm. How about you? What's your thought? Yeah, I, I, I really appreciated that he did mention his struggles with anxiety and how he deals with it. And it's really cool that he's been able to, you know, build a business out of his wellness practices and dealing with his anxiety. But for myself, I don't think I, 
I don't think I was able to label it as anxiety until, um, until I was able to talk to other friends and family or like professionals about it. Cause mm-hmm. when you're feeling a certain way, you don't, you don't really have the Vocabulary. knowledge and the yeah. vocab to, to call it, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just think, Oh, this is me. I'm weird. And I, there's something wrong with me. Um, but now with all the resources we have, it's, it's great that, this is just a thing that everyone can experiences uh, experience, and these are ways that you can try to mm-hmm. work try to work through it. I think that the same way is you know if someone breaks their leg or mm-hmm. has an issue with their back, they go to the doctor. Nobody thinks anything of that. They just mm-hmm. think, oh, you just got to get that fixed. But as soon as you think there's something wrong with you mentally, uh, you know, back in the day, a lot of people were afraid to bring that up, thinking that oh, everyone's going to think something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it's more widely discussed. Yeah, there's, there is still such a stigma around it, but, but it's getting it better. seems like, yeah, we have made a lot of progress. As soon as I started to get anxious about something or as soon as I started to get uh, a little overwhelmed, I sort of focus in like a bull on that red, <laughs> whatever it is, towel. <laughs> and, uh, and I charge at it. But I, like we argue about this all the time. I believe that you do get stressed and you just feel it differently yeah, like well, in your body, like your back pain, your knee pains. Exactly. I, I think my stress, um, it showcases itself through my body, not yeah. through mental stress. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I mean, that's why one reason I think you and I accompany each other so well, because you're this idea machine. You have all this creativity. But I think sometimes when we're tackling multiple projects, it really overwhelms you and it almost shuts down your creativity. Mm-hmm. So I step in and take some of those things off your plate and then all of a sudden it lets you flourish with more uh, creativity. Mm. I can feel like a weight being lifted. You know what gives me anxiety actually? this No, it's wrong to call that anxiety, but I get um, really stressed about choosing what food to eat. <laughs> and hey. Drew... Uh, I will say I'll eat anything and then Drew will suggest something. I'm like, no, I don't feel like Okay, th- this is the bane of my existence because Linda gets worked up with me and says, I'm always the one choosing a restaurant to order from. I'm <laughs> always like the one choosing to what to cook. And I'm like, yes, because I literally will eat anything. I it's love true. anything. And the moment you say, oh, I'll just you pick this time, I'm good. And then I try to do it and I see the disappointment in her face because she really felt like, some sort of a, like a noodle bowl instead of But I didn't of, uh, know what burger. I, yeah, I didn't know what I craved. Anyway, we'll, um, we'll go eat, but mm-hmm. we'll put more information about um, resources for mental wellness on our blog. Oh, we started a blog yes. during, just as a brain dump and just to keep you updated on what's going on at home. Yeah, I mean, there's been, we've obviously all had more time at home, but it's been really great actually to see. I don't know about more time, just. Well. This is, but it's how you use your time. Yeah. And I like that we've been using our time to really dig into topics that are important to us mm-hmm. and mental wellness, uh, mental health is one aspect of that. And yep. so at homepodcast.net, if you check it out, uh, we're going to have some links to resources for you on anxiety, mental health, and there will be a whole other plethora of topics as well, just mm-hmm. like Linda's eating habits. Maybe Drew will write um, some haikus, right? Haiku. Right? We'll see. By the way, we do want you guys to make sure that you rate our podcast at home. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of our Apple podcast page. Click five Why stars you, and leave a comment. It's hmm? with your creepy voice when you say that. I, I was me with my hands. I was gesturing me scrolling all the way down. But uh, make sure to rate us uh, and comment. We love to hear your comments. And on social media, we're at at home on all social accounts and YouTube. Uh, but we want to hear about you and your life and any questions you have for us. 
Thanks for joining us. Big thank you to our podcast producer, Angelino, Brandon Angelino. <laughs> Just call him Angelino. And our researcher and sis, Anna Lee. Also, our music feels like home is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And to all of you for listening. And, and to, to Tribby. Tribby. Let's eat. I was going to kiss the mic. <laughs> mic drop. It feels like home.